0: beginning transmission 117. Yuzagi, file under Animal Farm. Dog, Come on, you fuckers, think that just because a guy reads comics he can't hurt for shit? I'll fucking take all you want. Welcome to this week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Funny Books she drinks. Each week, a week, a band of comic readers amateur attempt to pair comic with comic books. to a of Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can search for these accounts. you read too many comic books. We now join Brian, Jeremiah, Adam,
1: and Todd. They're used to curious sites which they them
0: to alcoholic
1: delusions. They may be drinkers, Robin, but they're also human beings.
0: I'm too sober for this
2: shit. I'm underqualified to be on this
3: podcast. No, it's okay. Well, like we're not
1: talking about Spider-Man episode. this episode. Really, oh. all it requires is to be able to be literate to be on this show. As Yay,
4: it's literacy!
2: It's, it's fundamental. Handy.
1: Literacy is overrated in
3: this per- current
1: political climate.
2: So clearly, sure.
1: Actually, my bio on my uh, on the program. Uh, for the theater company says that I read too much and I talk about it on and then list the two podcasts that I am on
4: you list your two podcasts I and do yeah it's,
1: yeah it's that
4: it's, is most excellent yeah so, so uh, you're saying we're in a professional
1: publication uh, uh, what do I call it, a professional publication
4: well we did get a shout out on the Salt Lake Tribune slight slight
1: yeah very minor we were listed we were, we were listed yeah
4: we got a listing in the Salt Lake
1: Tribune. <laughs> we, we, uh, they did link to our website. So They fair, did. They did link to our website and the right website even. So that's that's a thing. So the Salt Lake Tribune is linked Funny Books and Firewater. Yeah, so technically we're Woo-hoo. now part of the uh, the press.
2: Oh, wow. Makes me I all the more happy we support them.
1: <laughs> it's true.
4: Yes, we recently got a Salt Lake Tribune subscription because they've been bleeding subscribers and we're voting with our dollars.
1: There you go.
2: I want someone in the state of Utah who's questioning the LDS church. And doing research. Why would
3: anyone, anyone do that? Because do that. the church is true. I know it's to be true. They are the gold. <laughs> so standard. the guy who wasn't
1: actually raised in the church on this podcast. <laughs>
3: actually, what's really funny is I read the mm-hmm. Book of Mormon multiple times because I moved up here. Like I need to know the yeah. religion, right? And studying as much as I do, I, I actually end up knowing a lot more about the religion than some of my really devout LDS friends. Like
0: uh-huh. that's always am- fun.
3: <laughs> it's amazing how
4: often that happens to be the case. Because the less they know, the easier to believe.
1: I've often said that if I would have known I would have become a spokesperson for the Mormon Church, I would have like paid more attention when I actually lived here. Right? Right. (laughs) Because I get asked weird questions all the time, and I'm like, and it always starts out with this, like, (sighs) okay. Well, so here's the thing. Um, and then I have to start to explain <laughs> something. Horns
4: on your head. Well, I remember yes. when, I,
3: when I first moved here, I worked at uh, I worked at a manufacturing plant. And this mm-hmm. guy who worked there, my buddy, was like, again, really devout LDS, like, has a picture of the prophet above his computer to make sure he doesn't look at porn or anything. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> he was telling me... current dude looks like Darth Sidious.
2: <laughs> Every time I see someone with a temple screensaver, I'm like, oh, so you have a porn problem. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. He had a picture of, G- of
3: G- a portrait of Jesus, of, Jesus. Know, white, of white American Jesus. Yeah. And, uh right. And the prophet and then he was telling me that the, the way the, gay, the the church thinks like you should fix gay people is gay people should go out and get married to a woman and this was literally the day after the proclamation that don't fucking do that like the whole like that will not change you just be celebrated kind of thing and I was like actually just yesterday you were promised to this he's like oh I didn't know that I'm like got read the fucking news yeah that's right
2: maybe you should should do that
1: uh-huh. I also have examples of people who tried to do that too gay guy tried to get married they got divorced shortly thereafter and now yeah. he and his boyfriend live happily ever after in New York City.
3: Well, good for them. Oh, one of one of Cat's uh, relatives or really close friends is dating mm. a gay dude because he's trying to turn straight. I'm like, that's not going to work out, honey. He's dating a, a gay. gay she's dating thing. a gay guy.
2: Oh, so if we're both married and gay together, well, then... no, she's
3: not gay. She's she's straight, but he's trying to turn straight. Oh, so
1: she's the beard. Yeah, that that never that never oh. ends well that tube leaps to the fudge room that's that's not how that goes that doesn't be. go to the marshmallow oh, yeah, room it goes, to, goes the to the fudge room, room. <laughs> and speaking of that hey welcome to episode 117 of the funny books and firewater podcast hi we're all live oh this is episode. this the show <laughs> depending on when i press the record button yeah it's just easier to do that because i never know when we're gonna actually loop <laughs> into something interesting sure so we're all live here um If you're listening to this, hopefully this one came out on time. I apologize. Episode 115 did not come out on time. I don't know if it's come out yet or not. I literally... We tried to get these recorded before I started work. I am working roughly 20 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I had basically, since I haven't really talked about it since we did the show, the first show we started went off the rails like to a ridiculous level. Like They were canceling other show rehearsals so they get this show up and running. And then everything's been behind since then. So it's been... uh, I just got my third show open two nights ago. Yeah. Um, so I have one last show to do, which of course is the big, hairy, scary Macbeth. And then once that's open, we'll be good. Um,
4: Are you still good calling it Macbeth when you're not? Oh,
1: I'm you're taking actually, full advantage of it, yeah. No, cause, okay. Because the story I always heard, for those of you who don't know, there is a, 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 a theater uh, superstition that you do not say the name of the Scottish play, which is Macbeth, in a theater. And so part of the, the rumor, I guess, is or the story is that the, uh, the, the Curse of the Three Witches do, I think it's an act... Three, the mm-hmm. double, the double bubble toil and trouble, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to actually have some sort of curse in the theater, so you're not supposed to say it unless you're working on the show. And since I'm actually working on the show, I can say it. So I'm taking full advantage of saying Macbeth in the theater as much as possible because other than that, I won't say it. It's also the same thing that's really weird is like you're not supposed to whistle backstage, and like I, I but at my other location, mm-hmm. it can sometimes be varied as to whether or not it's defined as a theater or not. How's that mm-hmm. for vagaries? Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, right. So. um... Uh, so I whistle there all the time, but I f- caught myself about to whistle in the theater. I'm like, oh wait, nope, that's bad. Don't do that. What I think is so funny is that
3: uh, everyone here, none of us is a- are particularly religious, uh-huh. but at the same time, I was theater a theater kid growing up, yeah. and like we were, we're the most, we well, yeah. mm-hmm. so. are the most superstitious group of people. Like, well, yeah. there's no, there's no reason to believe there's a theater ghost or that you whistle backstage is bad for you, but we won't fucking do it.
1: No, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I, I've had this conversation with a few friends. I've had mm-hmm. definite weird experiences at the theater, weird things that I would typically call encounters with ghosts, but I still don't know if I believe in ghosts, which is really strange. Like I've definitely had some bizarre experiences. We were sitting around the theater the other day sharing all these bizarre experiences of this particular ghost that lives at the uh, Lyric. His name is Everett. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're ever up there, if you go into the side lobby so if you go in the front door and go to your left there's a lobby over on the side and there is a um, a frame picture above the uh, piano that has uh, a program in it and yeah if you look the second grave digger Everett Jones that's the ghost who supposedly so what the theater. theater are we talking about the uh, old lyric theater in Logan, Utah okay uh, which Good is where enough. the lyric rep works out of but yeah in that theater Good to know you knew, you just wanted me to say that. There's actually there. a really uh, <laughs> uh a
3: fun found footage horror film called The Gallows. It's is uh-huh. about like a theater ghost. Yeah. And it's a it's an amazing film, it's so much fun,
1: and it should have ended two minutes before it did. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. kinda like the movie Signs, like it was good until they saw the alien and then they're like, Oh, that's lame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like,
2: almost any novel written by Mark Twain.
3: Fuck Mark Twain.
4: I like Mark
1: Twain. Oh, I, no, no, I, I was thinking Dickens. I like Mark Twain. Yeah, no, we we read Dickens on uh, English class hooligans, and we, we tried. We tried. Indeed. None Dickens. of us made it through. We we all finished the we all finished the uh, all finished the, uh, the uh, Mark Twain, but the Dickens was a pain in the ass. Speaking yeah. of which, that's a good segue. Um, we actually have on this show we have almost all the English class. We do have all the English class. You hooligans. do. I know, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. So Adam's now actually sort of. Uh, the only actual only funny books person here but of course Adam has lots of other shows which he will tell you about right now
3: hey what's up everyone this is Adam um, reviews editor for Big Shiny Robot trying to figure out what's going on with Andy with uh, Bored as Hell hi,
1: hi, hi Andy. Andy what the hell's going on Andy um, speaking of which uh, next month is going to be Andy Wilson month he's picking out all the books is, for us yes. oh wow yeah I don't know we can get him on the show as well because if he likes the books I basically the text message I sent him was we don't care what books we pick. You pick. It's your month. Just please make sure they're in print. Because like Andy likes some stuff that's great, but hard to find. So sure. It? As long as it's in print, we're He's okay. He's eclectic that way. <laughs> Andy is eclectic. We're all a little eclectic in our own little <laughs> weird ways. But that's definitely one that's bit us before when Andy's recommended books. We're like, hey, this is, looks like a great book. Shit! where do you find it? Yeah. So, anyway, so sorry. do that,
3: and then also I do uh, Cinema Queen's podcast with Chris. Hi, Hi Chris! Chris. Uh, and I know this is the middle of July, but we uh, last month we actually took the whole month to do Angels in America, uh, which is, the, we watched the HBO miniseries, mm-hmm. uh, discussed it like crazy, it was a lot, a lot of fun, um, and then next month we are both attending the Danley's Hills Get LGBT Film Festival, so we're going to be oh. reviewing movies that we we'll see there. Is that here, or is that yeah, else? It's, oh, cool. at, it's at the Rose Widener downtown. Oh, oh,
4: that's cool. cool.
3: <clears throat> so, if, um, so we'll be doing that, and uh, he's been to a couple of shows, but we have actually done the full-on like film festival experience where I'm mm. like, no, you're going to sit your ass down and like watch 30 movies. Well, 11. So we only get 11
1: tickets, but uh, it should be fun. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, now, are they all like independent ones, or the new ones, or the ones you? They're seen all before? indie films, oh, and, so, so, and, and they're new. They're all new. Indie yeah. Films. So you, it's, it's
3: where you get, get the little pass. You get them like first, and then like they have like little like uh, punches on them. like you can watch like 10
1: movies, like L- like a Subway back. sandwich card.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That so. works. For LGBT be movies mm-hmm.
1: Okay well then Also sitting next to uh, Adam Which doesn't make Any difference to you Listening on it But it makes difference to me We have The lovely The talented The Mr. Todd
4: It is Hi it's Todd And I am of course Sitting adjacent To Adam Oh, as you call me
1: by my Christian name. I did. It's because his wife's sitting next to him.
4: <laughs> hi,
1: wife.
0: Hi. <laughs>
4: so I'm Todd. You can find me here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. I also do English class hooligans with Brian and Amy.
1: Hi, Amy. Hi, hi Amy. Hi. hi. I, d- I don't know if you know this, but we say hi to you on every show. Uh, we do, excellent. yeah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> sort of like Andy Wilson. We say hi to Andy, we say hi to you now. So. I'm as
2: cool as Andy. I feel really notorious now. I
1: mean, Andy's pretty darn cool. Andy actually. is pretty darn awesome. cool. I said darn because Andy's a good christian woman i, I would say he's pretty fucking cool but andy wouldn't appreciate that uh, you
3: obviously haven't hung out with andy
1: enough <laughs> I thought, I, that, you know what i that's true i will say that i need oh, to hang yeah. out with andy more for sure
4: i will say his panel on uh filthy phrases what was that oh clean filth which i still have the sound
1: clips on my phone because it's on the hard drive that i've been using at work Um, yeah and so i've been transferring files back and forth between like my computer i'm working Mm -hmm. on and the computer that's the shows run on and i keep running into the files for clean filth and like i could just drop some of these onto this uh they're all clean just for fun that'd be funny that was a lot of fun though
4: but yeah so you can find me on these two podcasts i float around in salt lake if you see me say hi i'll look at you blankly going no you must think i'm somebody else (laughs) and that's fine
1: he is who you think he No is. you gotta
3: pull the Don't you know who I am card
1: He's super famous Don't
4: you know who I am
1: No we, we might have picked up A few listeners from uh, Lyric Because people go Wait you do a podcast I'm like I do too And they're like what And wow. I'm like yeah like There's one that's suitable For human consumption And one that you know Evil people like us listen to So
4: <laughs> And um, also sometimes I'm Adams plus one
1: True and that yes. happened the other night Yeah
4: Yeah you I'm know, like I'm just Adams plus one eh, that yeah. works
1: and Todd's Plus One, our very special guest, the lovely, the talented, the wonderful Miss Amy from the English Class Hooligans podcast. Hi. So I can introduce you from somewhere now. Yay. Hey.
2: <laughs> I have a tagline that goes with everything else. So yes, I'm on English Class Hooligans and I've been sitting next to Todd for two decades. Wow. Next week. Yes. We're
1: old. I
2: know. When the next did that happen? Yeah, Next. next
1: week. Week. Todd told me next week is the 20 year anniversary of your first kiss.
2: Yes. Oh, wow. Yes.
1: Wow. Kind that of impressed that you know that exact date, actually
4: well it was, it was on the hammock well
1: oh my hammock in the
4: basement
2: <laughs> in
1: the sexy spot. Hey, hey, hey. i appreciate uh-huh. that yeah good for you I'm, i know
2: right that was our second kiss that we was heard. the
4: second yeah the first one i pinned her against the car
2: In a lovely mm. major <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. culture.
1: consent is it was, key it was consent not a was thing key. in
2: 1998.
1: that is a weird thing though because like there is the whole consent thing but some women i know including my wife kind of like a little bit of a, not aggression is the right thing but Dominance. Taking the first step. Assertiveness. 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 Assertiveness is a nice way of saying. But like, and it's such a weird, because like I'm almost a little overly cautious sometimes. I think it gets really frustrating for my poor wife.
2: I think sure. that line is a tricky one to walk.
4: Oh, be yes. very assertive yeah. with your uh, disclaimer thing to have people sign. Here, yeah. sign this. So, you know, the so like, yeah. is the man.
3: Actually, uh, Ch- Dave Chappelle did a skit about that on the Chappelle Show way mm-hmm. back in the day mm-hmm. about having her, you know, sign, sign a form and then mm-hmm. When he was done after two seconds, he had, she
1: had to sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> That'd actually be awesome, actually. Uh, yeah, there's a rumor. Well, not rumor. They make it, an app for that. that they should, yeah. No, I, I am, think they do, actually. At work... Uh, oh, a uh, consent app? Yeah. <laughs> I, hold on. <laughs> I'll look it up it. while you're talking. Okay. A consent no, oh, app. At work, there's I'm a, sure a story... that has. You can't spin a, uh, swing a dead cat without hitting one of my ex-girlfriends at, where I work. Mm-hmm. Which, at the time, when that was a phrase, is relatively true. Right. Um, because, oddly enough... Um, for the evil corporation I work for all of the girls that I've dated since I moved out of Utah except for one currently work for that corporation
4: which is uh, really weird someone has a type
1: no like cause a lot of them I didn't date them like while we were both working say- for the company oh my gosh there is a consent app it's called We Consent
3: and uh, basically like, when you do it the person has to like you actually record them saying their name and what they consent
1: to <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but
4: like
2: what about wow. the
4: you really should have given where- this to those Duke college players oh <sighs>
1: Dude, I was in North Carolina when that came out. Yeah. And we have... Um, I, the school I went to had uh, a soundstage, and we'd, we'd do a party every year at the end of the school year, which is called Bozarts. And mm-hmm. basically, we turn one of the sound stages into a giant rave. Yeah. And uh, the costumes... So imagine a costume party, then imagine a costume party with theater kids. Mm-hmm. And so the costumes were either like scantily clad or scandalous bad jokes and there was definitely okay. I had a friend who went as a uh, a drugged out sorority girl and her date went as a um, lacrosse player from Duke. It was it was amazing. I won't say who it is but she's a sound designer. She actually ended up marrying a roommate of mine from when I worked at a theater company in Vermont. Uh, okay. She worked at that theater company the next year and ended up you know, falling in love with the, the drummer who was uh, my roommate and I think they live in New York now actually. They were in Seattle for a while. but Drummers are bad news. Yeah No that's 100% true I completely yeah. agree with that Yeah um, No th- I have a, a friend of mine Who's a drummer For the show I did Who's one of those people Who would send you These text messages And like You never quite knew if, Like he had like Sort of like a, He had a sense of humor Similar to Adam's Except mm-hmm. for the fact That you never knew If he was joking or not Like oh, I'd get text great. messages Like after I got married Saying just cause you're married Doesn't mean we can't Still fuck And I was just like <laughs> um I don't know like the thing is is he would do that male Maybe or female not for you, but yeah. for me it does but male or female like he would send dirty jokes like like that all the time to whoever and so it was like I just I feel like I need an adult. So. You need that app. Yeah, he needs that app. That's for well, What's sure. funny
3: is in the description, it specifically says this has no legal standing. <laughs> no. And then at the end it says, "Oh, remember if they say no, it withdraws consent." So I'm like, yeah. "Well, then what the fuck is this app even for?" Yeah.
2: I, I was gonna say because there are situations where you think you're game for something and you get halfway in and you're like, "You know, no, I'm not."
1: That happened to me the other night. No, no I'm we'll not. Just leave it and, at
2: that. Yeah. For
1: is it, Flugelhorn. Flugelhorn. That's from How I Met Your Mother. Actually, mine is yeepers. No, yeepers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you might let that out actually. Yeepers?
3: <laughs> oh, did would have me timber?
1: I, I'm just wondering if Maya heard that. Oh, by the way, Maya normally is on the show. He hasn't been fired. He's just busy. So We
4: miss you, Maya. We miss
1: you, Maya. We'll see you soon. Hi,
4: Maya. You're in our hearts.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I'm Brian. Hi. Um, Hi, Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. I'm currently in Utah, which is where we all are right now. Hey. Um, and when this comes out, the shows will still be running. So I, am, I did four shows for um, Lyric Rep. Um, and a couple of them I'm pretty, pretty darn proud of, actually, to be honest with you. Um, we did a musical of uh, Great Gardens, which... Played. Like it was one of those shows Like you're in rehearsal And you're like I don't know how this is Going to read for the audience And the audience At least the first night Got Found it funnier than I expected Like they mm-hmm. saw a lot of The humor in it And we're It's it sort of It's not one of those Like happy cheerful musicals It sort of ends on a Oh that's fucked up You know what I mean <laughs> Kind of right. ending Kind of thing um, Because it's about This really dysfunctional Relationship between These two women um, It's based on a Documentary came out In seventy seven seventy five No 1975 I'm um, about two of Jackie Onassis's aunts who basically went um, a little crazy and a little hoardery. Like their life got a little bit strange. So the first act takes place in like 1940 something, mm-hmm. and um, and then and then basically the second act is in 1975-ish, about when the documentary came out. And so it's like so basically the set has to look all nice for the like prim and proper for the first act, and for the second act has to look like hoarders have lived in it for 20 years. Um, so the scene change between Act 1 and Act 2 actually takes the full 15-minute intermission for them to switch everything over. everyone who has speed. a free hand. Oh, no, like, literally, my, my, my front-of-house engineer doesn't have to it, but I have a board op who runs my sound effects. He has to press the last sound effect and then run downstairs. And the light board op has to run downstairs. Like, everybody except for the stage manager and my front-of-house um, engineer has a job. Because my front-of-house engineer needs to be able to go down and fix mics if he has to and things like that. So, um, But I'm actually pretty proud of that one. It turned out really well. Nice. Um, it also has the most complicated cue I've ever programmed in lyric history, at least for me, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty certain because I, I know who else has programmed and designed there. It's probably the most complicated program, <laughs> like cue that's ever been programmed there. Um, it, and it's. You would never notice that that cue was as complicated as it was, but <laughs> it's really complicated. Um, and then we also did um, a uh, Sense of Sensibility, which was the. I mean, the show turned out good, but that was a clusterfuck that threw the entire season off. And then we did. Um, Peter and the Star Catchers, which is a prequel to Peter Pan. And then um, next week, I open up Macbeth, the Scotch play as we discussed earlier. They'll still be running when this comes out, so go check them out. Also, um, our old friend, Twinkerbell, who we talked about, about this time last oh, year. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he uh, there's a long story, but there was text messages going back. He still listens to the show. So, hi, Twinkerbell. Hi, hi Twinkerbell. Twinkerbell. I'll have to make a, a ringtone of us so saying hi, Twinkerbell, and I'll send it to you. You um, would uh, love that. You probably would. But, yeah, I won't say his real name. I won't add him that way. But, hey, man, mm-hmm. how are you doing, man? Um, so anyway, so now that we're seventeen minutes into this, uh yes. we are continuing on this is a second week in our month of animal books. Um we are doing Usagi Ujimbo. Does that sound correct? Sounds good Usagi. To me. I mean, Usagi. U- Usagi, Ujimbo. Usagi I think so, yeah. Usagi Ujimbo. Um basically this is a I think this is a semi independent book um from uh, nineteen eighty six. Uh it's a guy named Stan Saki, Sakai. Sakai, yeah. Sakai. Um, who basically took uh, from what I read on the back, basically took a bunch of uh, sort of Japanese uh, stories of like 17th century samurai and things like that, and retold them in the form of a rabbit and a rhino and a bunch of other things. Um, so it's like Animal Farm meets Seven Samurai,
3: it a is.
4: little bit. Yeah, they dem- look cuddly and behave horribly. Yeah, it kind, it kind of like a, me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's actually a very accurate description. <laughs> of you <I> are <laughs> a little soggy. I'm going to start calling you Usagi, the uh, cum dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Every now and then. Adam is not laughing
4: on Mike, but he he enjoyed that greatly.
2: You are blushing a bit.
4: (laughs) I didn't know you could still do that.
3: I, I don't have a sword. i cut back.
1: I'll just... Yeah. <laughs> Yeepers. Anyway, moving Yeepers. on. Yeepers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
1: God. Oh, God. I thought you guys oh, saved it now. Oh, That could
2: cover so many things.
1: Simba. Simba.
0: <laughs> I think I cut
1: that out. Oh, I did cut that out because Maya asked me to. There was a great story <laughs> from one episode that I cut out in the middle. If we ever had an outtake episode, that would be one of those things that would be amazing to put on it, but I couldn't do it. I'd have to change like the voices or something like that so I couldn't see it. Anyway. sure. Uh, so... We always have an argument over which way you do first, and I think we actually technically do drinking games first. Adam was convinced we did it otherwise, and then I had to rearrange my drops. But, uh, yes. So, we're gonna start out with drinking games. And now for sports.
0: Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So, don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly.
1: Um, does anybody have one they're ready to go with? On, off the top,
3: yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. mine is battle cry. So okay. every time Usagi, you, Jimbo, there's a big thing where he's like, ah, you know, making a, a cry that goes across like the whole panel of the page. Take a drink. Cool. Mm-hmm. And Todd, do you have one? Mine is called them off
4: with their limbs." <laughs> because he's got a sword and it's similar to Adam's but every time someone loses a head a hand something's going on you need to go ahead and take a drink
1: Um, Amy do you have one you want me to go ahead
2: I'm gonna go with Little Critter so um, if you read the Little Critter's children's books the best part of those was finding the uh, spider and the grasshopper on every page Mm -hmm. um which apparently they've changed the grasshopper to something else. I'm like, sacrilege. Why would you do that? I don't understand this. Anyway, my nephews were trying to explain it to me, and I wasn't with them. <laughs> uh, this book, I kind of loved that there's these little dinosaur-y lizard things.
0: Oh, they're <laughs> all over oh, the place. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. and I, I, I'm i not quite sure what purpose they serve. I'm like, are you symbolic of something? Or are you a little comic relief? I don't know. And then towards the end, they get a little carnivorous. Coniv- they start eating things. They seemed really benign before, but Anyway. Uh, every time you find a little critter you can take a drink
3: when you were a kid did you ever read the Prince What-A-Mess books no so it's about this little this like I don't know what kind of dog it was but he mm-hmm. was like, had butt fur and was tangled and got in misadventures but there was like all kinds of little weird shit in the background I remember one of them mm-hmm. like he goes on a journey and in every single page on the background there's a little naked Laurel and Hardy Going around doing like weird shit.
0: Huh.
3: Uh,
1: was that just in your version of it?
3: No. Like, well, I guess was, I guess the books are really rare nowadays. How so she was like, I was looking it up, and they're worth good money. But I remember somewhere in my parents' house, I've got like all the what a mess books because they were like
1: my favorite thing That's as a kid.
4: Really hmm. No, I've never heard of them.
3: Huh.
1: That's really interesting. It's weird those like things of like childhood that you totally missed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway. Oh, um, and my uh, drinking game rule is I'm, I'm harnessing a little Destiny's Child minus "Say My Name, Say My Name." Yes. Um, which is every time he introduces himself.
3: Miss Vanji
1: oh. Yeah. Because he introduces himself in every fucking issue. Um, and in a lot of cases, also gives his backstory. But, uh, right. Yeah. So that's my drinking game. Uh, okay, cool. So now is the special part of the time uh, that... Uh, it's Adam's favorite, I have to say. It is Adam's well, also, favorite. Hold up your phone for a second. No, oh, the other side. He
2: oh just my pulled gosh. up the consent app. Just no, it was not that like... <laughs>
1: Adam, myself, and my dad all have like pretty much practically the same phone cover. Yeah, like, UAG, have, the yeah. Old, uh, Urban Armor. Yeah. Anyway,
3: mm-hmm. we
1: have this. Well, because they're really, they're really lightweight and they actually do work really really uh, well to protect your I phone. I had an OtterBox, and this phone is so big to begin with because I have a what a seven plus or whatever. Um, yeah. That with an OtterBox on it, like my hand was getting sore from holding the damn thing because it was just like it was like I had a small Zach Morris brick in my hand. Hand um,
4: was getting sore from from holding it?
1: That's what I'm claiming. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, that's um, how my grandma died. <laughs> <laughs> yep, see this. Prince, what a mess. Aww.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so uh, we're going to do great, not grades, votes as to whether or not this is worth your hard-earned time, money, uh, you know. Uh, we all have busy lives. Some of us are more busy than others at certain points in time. But do we think, hey, you should actually pull this book up and, and read it?
3: Vote for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman, for and I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury.
0: It's time for a vote because we love you, and we don't want to waste your money. Vote for Pedro. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you, our dear listener. Along with each vote panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote
2: for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't
1: already know. So we are going to go into votes. We will start with Miss Adam. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, definitely. Okay, um, Mr. Todd? Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Miss <laughs> Amy?
2: I thought it was cute and fun, and I thought, uh, people find out that Todd does this and then they always want a recommendation for a comic book their kid can read. And, That's true. And then Todd's always like, uh, let me think for a second. Um, and I, I feel like this one is one that you could recommend to kids and they would like it. And it's nice to have a couple of those handy. I, I yeah. very much appreciate all the other things that are not kid friendly.
1: Um, but, lunch lady is also a good one. Huh. It's really fun. It's, it's actually written for kids, but it's a, it's about a lunch lady who's actually a secret agent mm-hmm. and all of her like gadgets are like, like she has a helicopter made out of spatulas and like weird stuff like that. Oh, it's that's actually, fun. it's pretty fun. Um, so actually, I've read the first one. That I actually kind of like it. There was um, a comic con panel a couple of years ago that was uh, best books you had never heard of from the last thirty years, mm-hmm. and one of the women on the panel was a uh, school librarian, mm-hmm. and so she knew a lot of the stuff that was more appropriate for children. So um, oh, I that went was on to that a list.
2: panel with her. She was really with it. Yeah, she She's was really smart.
1: smart. Yeah, so she knew a lot of great stuff about it. But that was one of the books that I was like, this looks interesting. I, I had basically off that list. I started just going through it and reading all this different stuff and a lot of the books we've done on the show have some of it's been spawned off of that panel as well so it'd be cool if they did that again but they should they should at some point in time maybe I'll have to pitch that Um, oh and my vote Um, yeah I like this I thought this was fun Um, my only caveat with this that I'll just give a heads up a lot of the books we read have like an overall through line through the entire series this has a little bit of one but a lot of times it's little individual stories so this actually would be kind of a great book to have like by your bedside table and like Mm -hmm. read one little issue a night before you fall asleep because they're like pretty short and then like there's a little bit of Call back here and there. There's like the there's a little story of uh of him working with a bounty hunter that comes right. back towards the end, and that's that's the very last episode issue, isn't it? Yeah, that's the very yeah. last one in on this yeah, one. They kind of pay that off. Like and there's, it, I, 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 we can discuss it after the break if we want. Yeah, after the break. After the break. Okay. So I have a question after the break. Also, um, I don't know if I'm gonna put it in here or if I put it in the beginning, uh, but this is the time to say we are. Uh, have are part of the uh, launching of a new podcast network. Uh, so we are part of the uh, Hello Sweetie podcast network. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be see, hearing some little uh, clips on our show for other shows. So go ahead and give them a check out. Check them out. Um, they're going to do the same for us. Sort of just like a... It's like a... What am I thinking of? Collective. It's a collective, yes. Yes, it's like a, a nice little collective. We're all kind of like... It's It's like an old web ring, as, as I described it. Like, we kind of... We link to them. They link to us. So, you know... Um, and what's really funny, actually, is the first mm-hmm. uh, promo I'm running for
3: Cinema Queens is the show.
1: I know. And I saw that picture. I don't... I, I didn't look... She posted mm-hmm. the thing on Facebook. I didn't look to see who we were running for. But I, it was... I might have been even...
2: I don't think it was
3: cinemacly. I don't know. But they actually, we need to get them to get their promo to us. Yeah. We
1: already made our promo. It's around somewhere. But anyway. So we'll play a little advertisement. It'll either be at the beginning of the show, or I might put it at the little break. Either way, we're going to take a little break here. um, And when we come back, we will uh, spoil this. So this is your warning. If you want to read this yourself and don't want spoilers, um, which, to be honest with you...
4: You're listening to the wrong show. You are listening (laughs) to the wrong show. We're going to
1: spoil the crap out of it. But also you could read this book and have it spoiled and still kind of enjoy it a little bit it's not yeah. necessarily like a ter- it's not like there's like huge plot twists yeah, or everything exactly, else it's just, no. it's just
3: a fun book so. and to
1: be honest with you too there's just like there's so many little individual stories I don't know how much we're actually going to spoil the plot we're probably just going to do a general discussion of it uh, yeah. so you know if you want to listen and, and see what you think Uh, you might be safe on this one, just as a heads up. So I'm going to give you a spoiler warning in case you're really sensitive to spoilers, but that may not necessarily be the worst thing in the world. So uh, we will see you on the flip side.
0: If you have yet to read this week's book, and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait.
2: What are you watching? Hey, what are you reading? Tell me, what are you loving this week? What are you putting in your ears? Welcome to The Box. I'm Charity. I'm Crystal. I'm Rebecca. On The Box, we talk about all the media we love, old and new. Here are hottest takes on the classic movies, new TV shows, our favorite podcasts, and what we downloaded this week. Subscribe on iTunes at HSPN The Box or wherever you get your podcasts to hear us every week. And don't forget, too much TV will rot your brain. A proud member of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. I
1: was talking to um, the mm-hmm. actor who's playing um, Macbeth, yeah. and he's originally from Detroit, but he now lives in California. He's going to UC Irvine. He's a grad student there, and I was like, and I started talking to him backstage, and I was like, oh, you're from, you live in California. He goes like, yeah. I was like, oh, I live kind of near where you live, because um, he's down in Irvine. I live in uh, Garden Grove. Yeah. Um, that's a broad enough space. No one will find me. But uh, so, uh, but he was like, and we started talking. He goes, hey man. Is the altitude getting to you? And I was like, oh, dude, you have no idea. like, I've been, like, because um, I was at the gym and, like, I found this gym out here I've been going to, and they have been just like, they, A, they, these guys don't stop. Like, they go hard the entire time, but it's been killing me. Like, I'll get to the point. I'm like, I was in pretty good shape before I came out here, but I cannot breathe up here. And then I was, it was like, yeah, it was, and I'm constantly drinking liquids. It's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, dude, and here's the thing I don't have to wear lotion in California. Out here, I'm dry as shit. Like, I have to wear <laughs> lotion everywhere. It's like, yeah, like, we're having like this bonding moment of like, yeah, we're uh, we're not built for uh, for you know California anymore. It's kind of, or for Utah anymore. It's kind of bizarre. So you have acclimated. I say Californicated. Californicated. There yeah, you yeah. go. Right.
4: I was talking about California. Chili peppered me. up.
1: Yeah, there's one winter I was we were working on a show in uh, Indiana I was working with the guy from uh, Indiana, and uh, we were both like, "Yeah, I grew up in cold weather." And after about two summers or two winters in uh California, man, I'm a pussy when it comes to cold weather. I'm <laughs> like, like it, it gets it go uh, gets below sixty degrees, and I'm like, "I need a parka, man. It's cold as hell." Like it's just you know it's awful. And see, I acclimated really fast to the weather up here.
3: Did yeah. you? Yeah.
1: I think you can go the, like, it, it took me about a year Of like being in California Like my first winter In California I'm like this is great Because I've been in Connecticut mm-hmm. And then I moved out In October And so my first So year, that was
4: wet And cold in Connecticut
1: Actually Connecticut winters I think are worse than Out here to be honest Absolutely with you. It's not, not very humid here Yeah, no, yeah. The, the, that, that And it's more humid In Connecticut too like, Right um, So like I I hated those winters Way more in Connecticut You know This is weather talk By the way um, It does. But yeah So what is the house You're looking at
2: It's not a house It's Splash Mountain Oh
1: okay it looked like a house from this angle. Like, yeah, you
3: know, that's the only ride. Whenever we go to Disneyland, that's like the only ride I don't go on because no matter what time of day or when it is, that mm-hmm. ride line's like two fucking hours long. Or it's closed. No, no
1: you go in the winter. Oh, I There's not a line in the winter because no one wants to get wet. <laughs> no. um, I've gotten stuck in the ride before. I had to get out and walk out. Um, I've never had that experience. I've had it in that ride if I had it in another ride. I think that's the only ride I've ever actually been evacuated off of. All right. Um, but yeah. No, with it... <laughs> There's actually a great, uh, I think it's off, maybe it's first off, maybe second album, Gabriel Iglesias, um, okay. routine about that, um, about how basically him and like one of his other very large friends decided to flash the cameras they are going down Splash Mountain and they That's held their shirts crazy. over the thing. And when they went down, the, the photo had been censored and like security <laughs> pulled him aside and said, basically said like, if you see those two large women, you let us know. And we go, they go, oh yeah, oh, yes, officer. We oh will. my like, God. It's hilarious. Like, because he said something to like one thing I didn't realize is that if you're as large as a friend of uh, me and my friend and you pull up your shirt, you are a couple of sexy bitches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's also a really great, since we're talking about Disneyland, there's also a really great uh, Patton Oswald routine about mm-hmm. the, um, uh, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, where like you put like little kids can put their hand on thing and it'll give them their spirit animal, and one of them is a skunk. He's basically oh. like, like, Yeah, Disney just knew that they were gonna need artists to do you know things in the future, so they need to destroy like every 15th kid's uh, you know entire life by having them become a skunk. He's like, Oh, you're gonna work here someday, enjoy. So. <laughs> I would love to have a skunk as my spirit animal, I'd be like, Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I, yeah, well, we had that whole conversation about the weird guy who was, I felt like the cat and peppy look cute cartoon man like that guy was like staring at me like it was like one of those prison movies where like mm-hmm. the, the gay prisoner like sees the uh the fresh fish coming through and i was like look that guy was looking at me like oh shit like it was <laughs> that was really creepy
3: i know we're doing tangents but you heard about the the supreme court ruling right with the gay guy who was, was so this gay guy was a horrible person he murdered someone mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. and uh he was up for either the death penalty or life in prison without parole the jury chose the death penalty because they thought if a gay guy went to prison, he would enjoy it too much because he'd be raped. Oh shit! And the Supreme wow. Court didn't overturn that. They actually said, "No, we're not." And this is with and this in is an with Kennedy moment still. Moment
2: in American history. <laughs>
3: this is with Kennedy on the still So we're fucked when the new person gets in That's there. Super weird. But yeah, they said Ugh. like no, got like, uh, that 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 bias should
1: that was fine because like I'm. Uh, yeah. So right. comic books. So comic yes, books.
4: Yes, comic books. We're, Bunny see, rabbits We're not often in limbs. the same
1: room So now like we're in the same room We're having all the weird conversations We never really would um, sure. Do you know how hard it is To text those kind of conversations Back and forth <laughs> yeah, I know it really is like, <laughs> We that's give the it thing. a try And we're yeah. like This
3: is messed And then, up. Then, we, then it just evolves into memes
1: Well that's also part, yes. part of the reason Why we have these horrible conversations On air too And then we have to edit them all out Because it's the only time We actually get to talk So Yep If you and you and <laughs> shit we say on the air Is horrible You just You should hear the stuff I have to cut out <laughs> <laughs> Actually the only thing I've ever had to cut out On my other podcast mm-hmm.
3: Is just um Accidentally using where we work because that happens every so mm-hmm. often. And then mm-hmm. um, Chris was talking about a guy he was dating and wasn't quite ready to have that out then yeah, public. Like that's fine. That's yeah. you know. Yeah. Sure. But everything else is fair game. And yeah.
1: No, and I, I mean, we have normal day jobs. It's not like we're actual yeah. celebrities or anything like that. So it's kind of like <laughs> like to have at least a little bit of privacy. This
2: isn't paying the bills?
1: No, I wish that'd be awesome.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I'd quit my
1: other job if this paid the bills though. I might actually, depending.
3: I think it would depend on how much this pay, how many bills this pays that's true I mean it's just like you know make it go out and make it rain type style or is yeah. just like okay
1: I can meet ramen for the next week I would week. love to get it to a point where it just actually paid for itself like that would be awesome that would be nice <laughs> that would be that, that's the next goal at some point in time so. I know a
2: lot of potters so that's their goal I'm like if you cover the cost of my kiln fees and the clay I'm happy
1: yeah I think there's a lot of I know a lot of uh fighters as well that they like they work at the gym or, uh, enough to cover their, their basically their mat fees and stuff like that mm-hmm. so they can go right. train and stuff like that. So, Actually, oh, fun story for you two because you might be coming out with us. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine might be having a pro fight <laughs> while you guys are in California and yeah. I might go. So if you guys want to go to a, um, a uh, minor league UFC fight, oh, come on, Amy. Don't just tap Todd. You know on. you want to come.
2: Th- this sounds like napping moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it will be in the evening, yes. But yeah, so if you want to go to a... Uh, a uh, it's technically a pro fight but it's not like... It's like... I don't know what level it is, but it's it's not it's not UFC that's for sure.
3: It's the oh good for you level. I mean,
1: it's 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 the guys trying to get their record up and you know sure. all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah. So okay. Cool. Maybe we'll, game. So yeah, we, I might drag Todd to a UFC fight, which is will be fun.
4: That'll yeah. no, be good times, you know, watching people beat the crap out of each other.
1: It's it's interesting. No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, actually, and that kind of you know parlays in. So basically, we Parlay. have the story of. Usagi Ujimbo, who basically... Usagi. Usagi. Drink, you fucker. <laughs> ah, drink, fucker. <laughs> I, I don't have my, uh, my my drops on this since we're not using that program. I have to put them in after the fact. So the general gist of it is is that he is a, uh, a roaming uh, warrior who um, his master was killed in battle. was unable to uh, protect him, so basically he just kind of wanders town to town. It's almost sort of like, uh, what was it, Kung Fu? Was that the the TV show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he just wanders around. Um, and so he just sort of like Gets into these little adventures And he helps out these people Here and there And sometimes he helps out The wrong person And ends up accidentally Stealing a horse Right um, Which is actually kind of funny But he steals a horse And then finds out the guy He stole the horse from Was a dick to the, uh, the poor people So he gives the poor people The horse and says Okay here Have a take your cart Enjoy um, And there's another little Thing of like He ends up helping out a um, He ends up becoming The bodyguard he, That's basically what He ends up being Ujimbo actually means Bodyguard from what I Learned from this book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You
2: suck, he means rabbit or Usagi.
1: does it really? Mm-hmm. Ah. What's up, rabbit? So it's rabbit bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that's a little on the nose, but I didn't realize that, but okay. Yeah, it is the, the Japanese. The I'm learning some Japanese. Well, I didn't read that part. of was it that was part in of the, the intro as well. Well, well I didn't read the intro. I've been really busy. I didn't have time. A couple, a
2: couple of the characters' names are literal translations of the animal manifestation.
1: That's kind of a bummer, actually. I kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. I get it but It's I don't always it. soggy to you <laughs> I know but it's just well, I guess it's one of those things Like Because when we read um, Death Note Right um, okay. uh, Kira mm-hmm. um, The character Is sort of like a It's a translation of A bad Japanese pronunciation pr- Pronunciation of the word killer Right You know what I mean uh. So it's like Like Oh Okay So it's sort of like It's actually sort of a I mean It was written that way By the Japanese But it's actually sort of A little bit of a Racist translation that way But mm-hmm. that's okay um, what a
4: terrible Netflix show!
1: Oh my god, so awful! I, I haven't watched it so, yet. No, I don't. don't do it! Don't do it! Because I started watching the anime. No, the anime is great. The anime right. is amazing. I totally recommend the anime. And the anime is really true to the book. It's really fun. I really enjoy it. Well, I was mm.
3: really sad too because uh, like Willem Dafoe is like the perfect voice for that character. Oh,
1: he's a great voice, mm-hmm, but the way you. they did that character is terrible. The character of of uh, of uh, Light is obnoxious as shit. Like mm-hmm. I basically because Jess watched it and she was like, mm-hmm. okay. Just watch until what's the name of the, the demon shows Ryuk? up? Ryuk? Ryuk, mm-hmm. yeah. Just watch till Ryuk shows up. And I saw Ryuk and I was like, Oh fuck this she's like, Yep, that's all I need to see. It was like it doesn't mm-hmm. get any better from there and I was like, Okay. Like Yeah, was, Sure. was that was just disappointing. like it was like the 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 death It was very uh last or final destination. Like, Absolutely. It was, it was really like it was really lame. Anyway. Yeah, that, that was not like, good Netflix. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was a definite miss, but you know that's how it goes
4: right all right back to the bunny
1: rabbit back to the bunny rabbit so um so anyway so yeah he ends up bodyguarding for this rhino who is a uh uh, a bounty hunter right and then of course the bounty it's it's, so basically this is the weird little gag we're talking about where the bounty hunter pays him Mm -hmm. like the 50 yen or whatever he owes him and then as soon as he pays him he walks away and the guy who from the restaurant they've been hanging out the whole time shows him says hey by the way your bill is 50 bucks so he basically got nothing so the other then,
2: guy said you were going to cover it.
1: Yeah, the other guy said he, was gonna, he said he was going to cover it. So basically, Usagi does the exact same shit to him at the at end the, of the book, I mean, like the very last yeah. issue, yeah,
3: which was hilarious.
1: But the one thing I do want to bring up on this is: did anybody else notice how many of these issues ended with sort of a dad joke? Like they all have like sort of a dad joke kind of humor thing towards the end of a lot of them. I don't know if anybody else noticed that or not, but it. Like, I'm trying to remember some off the top of my head, but they they sort of end in these weird little like puns and things like that. Um, yeah,
4: some of that's going on. The um, I really enjoy. Reading, them, like, the art. Let's talk about the art for a moment as you're looking for your dad oh, there's, joke.
1: Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, because there's one that they, like, the okay. whole thing was, oh, yes. Yes, okay, I, I found the dad joke. Do it. Because there's a spirit that he's like, oh, he, there's this woman that he was fighting for, or whatever, and her name was Gone, and it basically leads up to a Gone with the Wind joke. Yeah. I yes. was like, that was at the very end, I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Super punny.
2: I am sad to say I did not catch that. Yeah, at all. it's like it's like
1: the very last panel. The, that's um, a
2: nice little gem there. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, it's. Uh, what's no, I totally know what you're talking about now that you mentioned it. It's the
1: end of issue six.
2: But I didn't mm-hmm. catch the pun in yeah.
3: there. Well, it's like the end of uh, issue eight when uh, he cuts off the nose of the blind the blind pig, uh-huh. right? And then because the so,
1: oh, why does everything smell like? Well, so he
3: has a wooden nose
1: replaced on. I'm Like oh god, that's yeah. pine scented. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like there's weird little dad jokes sort of at the end of everything.
4: Sure. It's funny. It made me laugh. It's you know. It's got serious moments. It's got um, funny moments going on. The artwork is really clean, and its style or whatnot. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's um, rushed or. Uh, when I say rushed, it's not unfinished, but it's very much
3: being what it's shooting out yeah and this is a a black and white book uh, which honestly I don't think I would want a colored version of you know because it needs it it, it, we said before it's it's retelling of like these these old fairy tales and like Mm -hmm. their Mm kind of their fables like their version of Aesop's fables right Uh, so it feels like it I mean I'd be interested in seeing one in color but it kind of feels like black and white is right but what's so great about the art was that it, even though this came out in the 80s it doesn't feel dated at all I feel like this is something that we no. could have just drawn two days ago right. it's a brand new uh, thing that just hit the market and it feels just as fresh and relevant as it did back then
1: uh, my only thing about the art is there's a few of the battle scenes that I think having some color in it would help like there's some, a few that got just visually confusing to look at how he was moving right. he moved so mm-hmm. quickly and things like that that's the only thing I guess it's my only critique of it like some of it's built to look like a cartoon of like him just going crazy but there's a mm-hmm. few where like Tracing the action or seeing the characters because of the black and white, and because there's not a lot of shading too. It's very, right.
3: It's very minimal.
1: It's very minimal, very mm. cartoonish is, is sort of the right word, but that's I think mainly because it's animals. You know right. I mean? It's
4: a little bit like uh, funny books, funny papers, Sunday comics. Yeah. I was going to say I thought it had a yeah. very
2: Sunday comics feel too. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question I'd like to pose because it is a children's novel, and because there is, is you it know, the kind of for kids. It is. It okay. won the Parents' Choice Award in 1990. Oh, okay. Um, is Okay, so I'm looking at like the mass scene where it's page 56 and he's just committed carnage all over the place mm-hmm.
4: A lot of carnage
2: a lot of carnage And so the question I'm posing is if it were in color would that be more graphic like oh, are they minimizing some things there?
3: Yes, well, that's actually so um, in the, the movie, the first uh, Kill Bill the one where mm-hmm. she goes and f- kills the 88s yeah. That scene originally was in color and the reason why it went black and white was because they got an NC-17 rating and the only way they were able to get the R rating was to change that all to black and white so it wouldn't be like just blood everywhere.
1: What's well, also kind of why in uh, the second um, Evil Dead, mm-hmm. they use all sorts of random different colors for blood because it's so over the top. I mean, they're literally like fire hoses of blood, but they made it green and they well, made
3: it. Per- and that's how Drag Me to Hell got a PG 13 rating because yeah. they made right. all the blood into puke.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. That so, really was yeah, gross. I, I think,
3: you know, to what Amy said, yeah, I think it probably would not be as appropriate for children or younger audiences mm-hmm. if we actually had full color or just. Gore everywhere.
1: Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. But it's still fun. I mean it's kinda cool. Like and it's kinda cool to get that sense of um other cultures, fairy tales and things like that. Sure. Um
4: I mean the lead characters look cuddly and yet they do some they are prepared to be violent when deemed necessary.
1: Have you ever seen Cat Shit One? No. No. You ever heard of this thing? No. no. It's, a, it's a little <laughs> digital short. And it's basically, it's a military operation in the desert. Like, it looks like it's something right out of, like, Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. But it's with two bunny rabbits, like, these cute little digital bunny rabbits who are killing the shit out of everything in front of them. Like, awesome. And like, they swear like crazy, and they have, like, these machine guns. Like, and I got it because I, I heard about it somewhere random, mm-hmm. and I got it, and I was like, it was kind of fun. It's not one of those things I normally recommend to people because it's, like, it's one of those, like... Yeah, I've seen it. Like, and it was kind of okay. It's like okay for one watching. It's it's one of those. I bought it. I'll probably never watch it again. But if it was on like YouTube. It's one of those like kind of funny, interesting things. I don't, it might be on YouTube. I don't know. Sure. But yeah. But that, it kind of reminded me of that where it's like these cute little cuddly bunny rabbits just massive carnage. Because like, there's also really kind of a fun one where they're all like he's in a bar and like they're all giving him shit, and uh, he stands up, swings his sword around, and they all laugh at him, and then all of a sudden they realize he's cut all the flies in half. Yeah. And then, yes. they all, and then they're all hiding outside, you know, being like, oh.
3: Shit. I think that one was called a quiet dinner. That I was think, the yeah. name. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, because he just wanted to be left alone just for dinner. Just leave me
3: alone. Yeah.
2: So don't we all have that moment at the end of a long work day? Yeah. Um I kind of thought um, it reminded me a lot of the Br'er Rabbit uh, tales. Like um,
3: Racist? <laughs>
2: less less of that. But um and just a little I, bit. Speaking of did, Splash Mountain. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why I was looking it up. But um, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a really, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell I might be wrong about a good essay about uh, the uh, the purpose that served within a culture and that it um, were kind of f- folklore stories about um, you may not necessarily win in this era and this time through brute strength or through rights or basic um, or human, decency towards each other um, but sometimes if you're more clever sometimes like hey, this is how you work the system and a lot of the stories have and so like does this carry the the um The racial and cultural connotations No, not at all But Mm -hmm. it does have a very Like the trickster rabbit The Mm -hmm. the way he cleverly gets himself out of the situations Is probably one of the things that I enjoyed the most Like Mm -hmm. there's always In each of the little chapters Mm -hmm. There's a teeny plot twist Where you're like Oh, and and he just solves things in the clever way Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. you've gotten story after story after story Where he just chops everybody off And Mm -hmm. then you get to the one where he just—he's not like he's mad, but he's not that mad. So he just kills all the flies instead, and then they're mm-hmm. terrified that mm-hmm. he flips the sword around and killed yeah. all the flies, but yeah. nobody was hurt. So, it, 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 but it's, it, a lot of them have got—he tricks people into different things at different moments, and sometimes he's the one who gets tricked, and sometimes not. I think my but,
4: favorite line with the fly killing is like he filleted this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like. He filleted a fly. fly. Wow. You know, and so he goes in, and he's like this ultimate killing machine, and yet there is one episode where he is injured, and someone else from a previous one comes in and helps him out. Mm-hmm. He probably wouldn't have made it without that help.
1: No, and, and, and it yeah. does show that, like, your good deeds will come back to help you out again. Right, right. And he's
4: not this um unstoppable Superman-type character. Mm-hmm. He's really very good. However, he... Um, it does have weaknesses and even this shows it so how many so we're reading right now the first volume how many volumes
1: um, in the started? back of the book oh. they have up to 23
4: 23 volumes and is then you
2: got still uh, still space
1: and yokai so there's 25 books total uh, at least on the, in the back of our copy. There might be more since then.
2: Yeah. According to Wikipedia, it's still in public.
1: Yeah, it looks like 1 through 7 are Fantagraphics, and then 8 through whatever. Are, it switched over to Dark Horse. Well, I, Force think,
3: I it. think it went up on mm-hmm. Big China Robot. I, I remember, because back, way back in the day, I used to do a lot of transcriptions when we would do interviews with people, because I was mm-hmm. actually really good at it. And Brian Young, the editor of Chief back then, interviewed Stan Sakai, mm-hmm. and just was talking about you know, the the background how it came from Mm -hmm. I think it's on Big China Robot if you get a chance go check that out because it was a really fascinating interview and this Mm -hmm. is before I even knew what this was I I had no clue that it was about a a ronin rabbit or anything else like that Mm -hmm. but what I loved about it so much is I'm a huge fan of like the old school, uh, you know, samurai martial arts movies, and my favorite movie of all time is Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. Which if you ever check it out, pretty much influenced every movie ever since. Like yeah. it's, it's sure.
1: And, well, and it, it's also a big influence on uh, Star Wars. as So well. a huge
3: on Star Wars, yeah. yeah. And if you've seen a Bugs Life, the Pixar movie, that's the mm-hmm. kids' version of it. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, so the idea of like you know the masterless samurai and this and that was it already appeals to me. So it's kind of one of those books where I'm like. Why didn't I read this earlier? Like I knew that I would enjoy it, and yeah, it reminds me of, like we said, kung fu and like the, the classic. You really get that that the feel you get from those classic samurai movies that mm-hmm. you know from the '50s and '60s, especially. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I, it's definitely one that I'm like, okay, I need to go read more now because I'm sure I, I'm I'm invested.
4: And I think going back again, what's so great about it is even re- reading through this is it came out in 1986. Mm-hmm. And once again, this could have been the subject matter and the way it's been approached and executed is it's not stuck in a time frame. I don't feel like I'm reading an 80s publication at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, no, think, it, I think it's because of the time frame that's set in, which I mean right. is essentially what the, the Japanese version of like King Arthur's court or you know mm-hmm. I mean that's their medieval kind of chivalry kind of thing is the is the Bushido code and all that kind of stuff. I said that right, right?
4: Yeah, Bushido Bushido code. Oh, yeah, look,
1: I got one right. Hurry for yay! me. Um, no, all of us have to drink. Yay, that's, <laughs> that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, there's there's some fun about that, but yeah, like it doesn't feel dated at all, like, it just could have come out, like, a month ago, and we all would have been like, oh, okay, cool, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but, yeah, the other thing about it is that, um, mm-hmm. because it's enough of a unique idea to have this rabbit telling ancient tales and things like that, like, it stands on its own, you know, it, it gives it a timeless mm-hmm. factor of it, it mm-hmm. could, you know, it could yeah. come out whenever. So.
4: It's brilliant.
2: The historical context, the, the trickster element, the, the fairy tales, because it is, it's kind of, it... It's a fairy tale, but it's more edgy. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a lot of beautiful things crafted into it. Mm-hmm. it. It's 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 a joy to read. It's just kind of fun. It's good.
4: And you know, it's got like the grimness of it. We talk about fairy tales, and there's a Disney Disneyification of oh, look how sweet and fun and just slight, mm-hmm. just a little bit of danger, maybe. But you take a look at the Brothers Grimm fairy tales, and a lot of danger. You know, and everything going on
1: is when Disney Disneyfies itself.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Song of the South?
1: Uh, that, or the other one I think is really interesting is The Little Mermaid Ride. Uh-huh. Ursula doesn't die in it. No They took out the death of Ursula When you're go, when you leaving that <laughs> ride She's angry in the corner Because they got married But they completely skipped over The plot of her dying At the end of it Like of, of him killing wow. her Yeah they took it out Oh you're it. right They did I yeah. I've never
3: I, yeah. When we were there last time It was like super fucking hot We just wanted to get yeah. out of the sun So uh-huh. we actually Eddie yeah. and I hopped on that ride I didn't know it was there That's it, It's fun sure. yeah. I love Little Mermaid So yeah. But yeah I, did, I realized that, Yeah they didn't They just like yeah. Oh well she can't
1: die
4: So what are we gonna drink
1: um, Okay well So I'm gonna start with my drink this Yeah This is horrible but this is what came to my mind I'm, I'm warning you now i don't know if this is gonna be good or not but this is from an episode of the office called um uh benihana christmas parts one and two. Oh no and this is andy's cocktail that he orders at benihana and oh that sounds terrible and, and the joke is he orders a nagasaki which is half eggnog half sake and he goes some places won't make it for you and then like you're thinking because it sounds horrible terrible and then he goes because eggnog is seasonal we're like well no shit sherlock but anyway so that's a it's a reference from the office because like outside of reading comic books the office is almost always on a constant loop in my house in fact i have my ipad and i'm, I'm staying at my parents house mm-hmm. i put it i just put the office on to fall asleep too like just naturally it's just what ends up happening so uh so that's mine is the nagasaki uh if it's terrible i apologize now but i saw it on the office so i thought it'd be fun so uh mr adam do you have it yeah
3: so mine is just called the the ronin uh, and mm-hmm. it's three ounces of chilled sake, one ounce of cranberry juice, uh, two lime wedges. So you uh, squeeze one lime wedge into a mixer with the uh, sake and cranberry juice, mm-hmm. shake the shit out of it, strain over ice, top with Sprite or 7-Up, and then garnish
1: with the last lime wedge. Mr. Todd, do you have a uh, cocktail?
4: Mine is actually called the Swooned, and what this is...
1: Swooned? S-W-O-N-D? Yes! As in like sword wound or something? or Swooned! Or like you swooned as if when Amy walked in the room, you swooned. Well,
4: we swoon for each other. Uh, I swoon, you swoon, we all swoon.
0: Spoon. Right <laughs> now, 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 I do pa- now, do past. do and future hip.
4: tense. Yep, I put my hand on my hip when I swoon. You swoon. We swim. Swoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
4: Thank you. Um,
1: but, that was the sound of a disappointed wife. By the way.
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, hear it he's way
2: funny too often. <laughs> Todd's funny. He keeps me young. So
4: this is a zucchini sake drink. Okay. So is what's going on here. So what it is, is you need a quarter cup of zucchini water. So you shred a bunch of zucchini and then you put it in cheesecloth and you just squeeze the shit on that squeeze cheesecloth until you get moisture coming out of it. And you keep doing that until you get a quarter cup of the zucchini water moisture. So um, then you go ahead and go ahead and you're going to add two tablespoons of a lemon simple syrup. So that's just simple syrup with an extra um, lemon juice added into that. And then Mm -hmm. it's a quarter cup of sake. So you're going to shake the shit out of it. Just put it into a small glass, um, put in a little bit of ice, and you can um, go ahead and garnish it with a strip of zucchini. So it's this fresh, biting, peasant-like...
1: Drink. Yeah, that's the kind of cocktails I like. The like the refreshing sort of.
4: Yeah, I mean you know, zucchini summary. water is good. Yeah, Actually, zucchini, it sounds pretty
1: good. A lot of my favorite cocktails have cucumber in it, which is not uh-huh. too dissimilar. Yeah. You know, right? If
2: only Mormons drank, because every Mormon I know has, grows, so, many has so many zucchini. This time, well, we're about a month off of true zucchini season, but they're always looking for something else you can do with. Well, the you zucchini. make
1: zucchini bread. That's like the best yeah, thing. Yeah, but you can
2: only do uh-huh. uh, no, like we... eight loaves a week. A uh-huh.
1: So this is a very inside Mormon joke. Right. Uh, but my dad said. That when uh, Mormons go to the, uh, go to church, they have to lock their car because if they don't, if they leave the car unlocked when they come back at the end of church, they'll uh-huh. have zucchini that left in their car for them. Well, yes. When I was a
2: kid, we used to leave door, a zucchini on other people's front porches and doorbell oh, yeah. ditch them all the time because there was just a lot of this stuff.
1: Evil person. Everyone or like yeah, was, North Carolina. What was it? It was uh, there was another vegetable that grew like a weed out there. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't Vegas it was, it was a weird name. I I'd never heard of that before. One. Although when I did live in North Carolina, I became very um, adapt to the taste of fried okra. I love okra. I've only had fried okra like one time. It you can even really go good.
4: in, you can get uh, pickled okra spears. Mm. They're not bad.
2: Uh-huh. Todd, Todd will snack on that and sardines.
4: Yeah. sardines is mm-hmm. ew,
1: but Oh. No. Anyway, okay. Amy, we're throwing you under the bus because you were asked to join us at the last minute. But do you have mm. a cocktail?
2: I do. It's Thanks called the, the Smiling phone. Rabbit. <laughs> you text Thanks that to, to me, by the, the way. Or email yeah. that to me when Happy, you're done. Li- oh. Thanks to the, the fine uh, uh, It's kind of cute. They've garnished it with two little pineapple leaves. And it's, it looks like little rabbit ears. It's, it's got a nice yellow look. So it's it's got some mescal in it. Uh, lemon juice, a little bit of pineapple, cinnamon syrup. Um, it's got a
4: suiza partif and yellow chartreuse in it as well. Nice.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, and we'll have the actual ingredients and list mm-hmm. on our website, www. Uh, www.funnybooksandfirewater.com Probably backslash blog. I think is normally where they show up at, unless I've changed the name backslash of it.
3: Backslash blog. We have a blog.
1: Yep. Well, that's where we put all of our. We have a blog. Yeah.
3: Backslash blog is coming to warp
1: Tour this year.
2: Yeah. You're a blogger. But it's <laughs> the
1: last year of Warp Tour. I know. I know.
2: Oh.
1: I, I had a very long conversation about that with somebody one day
4: no more Warped Horror that's where Ryan and I used to go and you saw all the cute girls holding hands with the other cute girls it was really depressing that was a rough time but that's also where I saw Eminem and Ice-T yep we did yeah, this was back when Hi, My Name Is was the Yeah, when the single. Eminem first came oh, out,
1: he toured on Warped Tour, and Todd and I had sort of, we'd heard of Eminem, but we really wanted to go see Dr. Dre. Right. And Eminem wasn't very good. No, he like, wasn't good at the time. At the time, and he's, obviously, he's gotten a lot better, so I'm, I'm not dissuading people from going to see Eminem, but at the time, he was not great, and we really kind of just went to see Dr. Dre. So we, we about yeah. two songs and went, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll go back to the other we're good. stage. Yeah,
4: but at the same time, it's like, have you seen Eminem? Yeah, I well,
1: saw Eminem. Have, yeah, I saw Eminem. Yeah, we paid twenty bucks for him and saw like forty <laughs> other bands as well. That's know? right.
3: Actually, the new artist I'm into. Uh, have you heard of Watsky? No, I haven't. uh uh-uh. He's a spoken word poet, um, and then kind of ended up becoming like a rapper type thing. Mm-hmm. Huh. He's really, really good. Um, and he started that when he was like a kid, and now he's like in his twenties. But um, so he's, old. I know, he's so old. Uh, but check out the song "Sloppy Seconds."
1: Hmm. Um, the weird music I was playing some for Todd yesterday that yeah. I've been into. I've been into it for a little while, but I've. I'm basing part of my sound design on it. is a, a group called a tribe called Red, and they are DJs that remix um, Native American songs. Oh. So like it's they're, they're I think my favorite song and if you like look them up on Spotify, it's the first song that pops up. Um, is called I think it's called uh, Electric Powwow. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And then there's also one that has like um oh, here maybe I can find it real fast because I never Todd. Um, yeah, because it's it's interesting stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm basing. You'll hear it, and you go, I don't know where you're going to pull sound design out of that, but, you know. This is the one that's it's called Sia, and this is the one I'm hoping to base something off of um, for when the three witches show up. Did, very did my
3: voice make it in to Macbeth?
1: I need to edit it in. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to turn it up real fast. It
3: gets there. Yeah, I'm working on it. Waiting for the bass to drop
1: Yeah, it's I like it. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, there you go. There's your weird random music recommendation for the day. Sure. I don't don't know how we got to that point, but yeah, we did. There we go. But yeah, um, Warp oh, Tour. That was oh, my. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, backslash Blog is playing on Warp that. Blog. Right. Sorry, Amy. I'm sorry. No, no you're Be good. I'm you. good. Okay. Uh, oh, then your drink too. I, yeah. I didn't. No, I gave my drink. You did? The oh. Nagasaki. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 the I
4: Nagasaki.
1: I intermixed it with a conversation about the uh, about the TV show. That's right. Saki and
4: eggnog. That's better than Kahlua and gin. Well, Jen's not great.
1: Watch your whore mouth. I like gin. <laughs> who was I talking to? Who actually had, has had allergic reactions to gin? Oh, like they like their their lips get all like weird and tingly and whatever. It's, and I, it's
4: a little too floral. It's I, like, I, I, oh I, my, I'm drinking liquid potpourri. Or it's
1: the juniper or whatever that they're allergic to or whatever. <laughs> it's probably, probably the, the juniper. juniper. Yeah, because <laughs> I think they. I asked them if they could drink vodka, and they were fine on vodka. Because I mean, that's basically gin is. Vodka with juniper infused in it is basically yeah, it's stuff. spiced shit. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, I really like gin actually. I know mm-hmm. I'm alone in that for the most part. I like gin.
2: I like gin.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. just Todd then, huh? You're not a gin guy. But here's the
1: thing: gin is one of those things. It's also like tequila. Either people like it or they don't. There's not a lot of in betweens on it.
4: See, I like tequila.
1: Yeah, and I don't. I don't do. I hate tequila. I don't I flex like with tequila. tequila. No tequila. I've. I've I don't particularly care for the taste of it, and I've also had the worst experiences drinking, has been involved tequila. Like I think also tequila is one of those things you drink until the point where you puke, and then you never drink it again, if you can possibly avoid Mm. it.
3: No, the smell of tequila will make me want to throw up. Yeah. Oh, I've got a lot of tequila.
1: Yeah, I don't. And you're gonna. There's not one really good tequila. I, I, I. I poured for you that one time yeah the poor time that Todd was over visiting me and I just kept having I didn't think about how much alcohol I was giving him I just had to take all this different stuff oh try this try, this try this try this and I'm I like, probably gave him like 14 shots, shots going, going through and I'm like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what life's pretty good I didn't even think about it I was like oh here try this oh here try this because I wasn't drinking as well because I had to go to work but I was, just but I was sure enjoying myself oh, yeah yeah I came home he was snoring like a log I got his shirt on he was like laying on the couch oh, and passed out
2: we're old we are it's awesome he used to be much more fun drunk now I'm like yeah, I'm tired
1: he was nice to you when he was drunk he was kind of an asshole to everybody uh, else uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah that's true
2: yeah, that, that falls into the I love you in spite of category yes it does
1: yeah um, anyway, well, so cool. Does anybody have something they want to discuss in this book before we go into final grades?
3: No, I mean,
4: it, no, it, it
1: it's,
3: so. it's a pretty basic... I mean, it, it, there's a lot of stuff about what you said with the, with the culture and the history and everything, mm-hmm. but all in all, the stories are pretty basic. They're, the, yeah. they're, they're mm-hmm. kid stories. or fables. Yeah. So. excuse me.
2: Yep. Well, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, cultural references and things that well, I'm, not just, getting I'm not getting because I'm not familiar enough with to you know oh you know rabbit symbolize this or panda symbolize that or you know because there are certain characters that tend to be a rhino is a certain type and all the all the people who wait on people in uh restaurants and lodges and such happen or happen to be the little panda bears and mm-hmm. just there's different characters that that tend to be typecast for lack of a better word and reading it i was like oh i wonder if if there's a connotation there so
1: yeah, there might be yeah, I mean the other thing. I mean, I noticed this. I think when Todd and I were watching a lot of anime in school, Todd may still watch more anime, but I don't really watch a ton.
4: I don't watch that much anymore. I, I watched Akira again the other day. Yeah, and that was, holds up beautifully. It's awesome. But. but
1: there was a thing I noticed on a lot of the really good Japanese anime. There was almost always a uh, a reference to the atomic bomb being dropped. Yeah, like you'd see that in a lot of. Them. Yeah, it was like a very it was a very obvious cultural touchstone. I think the closest thing America had before 9/11 was uh, the. Uh, Kennedy assassination mm-hmm. and then after that I think now it's the 9-11 like there's sure. you, you'll it's it's not as prevalent I think as the Nagasaki stuff was but like you will see it is. that every so often now
4: I say I'm not doing as much anime which might be true but I am wearing a cowboy bebop t-shirt but as sure. we're recording like you do I do well,
1: and he has a great uh, print of uh, Ed smiling over back in his office that's awesome which as Amy pointed out there is no one in the world as happy all the time as Ed Ed the, is pure joy. The, pure the embodiment joy. Yeah.
4: of
3: joy is Ed.
1: Yeah. Have you seen uh, Cowboy Bebop? Mm-hmm.
3: I've, I've seen a couple episodes, but I've actually seen the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's
1: lovely. And if you've only watched the first couple episodes, Ed doesn't show up until about four or five episodes. Yeah. End. But Ed is like the child genius, but just happy for fucking everything. Like, <laughs> just like, and she yeah. has a dog named Ein. Um, who follows her around as this little corgi and every time I see a corgi I'm like I just want to call it Ayn like it just it's its, it's Ayn they're adorable awkward little dogs like their it, bodies are too big for their legs well see
3: we just call Clark's uh, floof floof yeah
4: right and what's even funny Faye in Cowboy Bebop it's like three or four episodes after Ein shows up figures out that Ed's a
1: girl yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <You're> a girl girl <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's just rolling with everything. Like, Ed is pure joy. Like that. yes.
2: Well, and all the all the beautiful things about childhood—the energy mm-hmm. and the awkwardness and the joy and the the excitement—like that's one thing that's fun about working with kids. Is like I can't remember the last time I was excited enough about something that I squealed or do, jumped or do you clapped you remember my how hands. How excited like,
1: you used to get for field day?
2: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Now you
1: are think, fuck, that's a lot. You know all, I mean? all the things,
2: all the things that were fun when you were a kid in a school are miserable when you're an adult uh, yeah. in a school. Oh, I'm just sure. gonna put that out there. But um, yeah, like she just embodies all the things about childhood that are beautiful and wonderful. And yeah.
1: Well, there you go. There's your cowboy bebop reference for the day. Yes. Well, cool. Well, let's go into final grade.
2: Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room.
0: It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking
3: fun. God, please, no. 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 No
1: Uh, for writing, well, I mean they're both for the bull bo- <laughs> they're both for Stan Sakai, is that correct? Sakai? Just did the whole thing? Sure. Yeah, but yeah. we'll we'll start out with his writing first, mm-hmm. since we normally grade these separately. So for story and writing and whatever, what is your grade? We'll start with Miss Amy.
2: Uh, are we letter, letter grades? Letter grades,
1: grades, yes. Yes, Your principal. You can get used to that.
2: I would I would give it a good solid B plus. Okay,
1: that's a good solid great, uh, Mr. Todd.
4: You know, BB plus for me. I really um, enjoy this. The stories are somewhat basic. I mean, they're, they're fables. They are mm-hmm. not tightly interconnected or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with them, and they're highly enjoyable. So, BB yeah. plus.
1: Mister Adam.
3: Uh, I'll go with an A. I actually yeah. loved it. I mean, it's you know, it, it is more of a kids' type book. But these mm. are this is just Japanese fairy tales, just about with, with the Ronin and stuff. But also, it ties into my love of, of samurai movies and also the, that period of like Japanese history.
1: Yep. Um, I'm gonna sit with a B just because I mean it is fairly childish. It was the dad jokes that kind of pushed my grade down a little bit. To be honest you. <laughs> really? You so, love a good dad joke. I, I love a good dad joke. Those are not good dad jokes. <laughs> so, but <laughs>
3: is Gone with the Wind better than Many Both Hands?
1: No. I love Many
3: Hands.
1: I still want that shirt. I will make it. I'm oh, sure. I was looking into Vista Print the other day. Where you? Um, because the uh, stage managers for uh, the theater company they had there's a line in uh, Peter and Starcatchers that said, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. It's like. Dorothy Chandler is a dirty slag is basically what it is. Like this little girl gets really angry about some other girl who's better at, at, than something nice. her at her school. So we have we made a shirt that says Dorothy Chandler is a dirty slag. I don't remember the name of the actual character, but it's a you know. But that's what we made for the director. So I'm like, oh, I can make that shirt for Adam. So I've looked into Vistaprint for you shirts, sure, or we will make a shirt. Um, maybe, right. Maybe for Colin or top Toby, just get one that says CDA. CDA comes up to Stuart Jason. <laughs> that's
4: <laughs> right. Oh.
1: Was, Just see me. I'm with the cum dumpster. An arrow. <laughs> I'm with the cum
4: dumpster.
3: <laughs> I, I, I'm with CD with, an arrow. I'm with CD. That way we can wear it in public and not like have people, like, people get pissed. What is this? We're going to arrest you.
1: If you want a I'm with CD t-shirt, email me and we'll figure something out. Okay, so then for art, uh, for the same guy, we will go with Mr. Adam.
3: Uh, I'm, again, I'm up there with an A. As I, as I said earlier, it's really clean. It's minimalist in a sense, but you still get a lot of detail and uh, what the story is about. And if this had been put out yesterday instead of, you know, thirty years ago, you you wouldn't have been able to tell. It, it still it's still thirty
1: years. Don't make me that much older. It
3: is. It's so it's thirty two years. Uh, okay. but no, it feels just as fresh and new as if it was it came out yesterday. So cool. That's your talk.
4: It's you know, I'm gonna go right there with Adam on this. It's has a timelessness to it. it doesn't feel dated at all, and it's every bit as enjoyable as it's coming through. It's great.
1: Ms. Amy.
2: I, I'm going to go with the, the group on this one. Um, yeah, it's it's got a very clean beauty to it, and it's very... It's fun, and I I just like the way... Th- this is silly, but I like the way the bunny's <laughs> ears are, are pulled up, and it kind of... Or tied together. Or tied together, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Like it a top just, knot. It, it makes me happy in the simplest, dumbest of ways. I think...
1: And I, I wish Maya was here because he would know for sure, but didn't this character cross over with the... Um, Comic books of, uh, or the the TV show of uh, Ninja Turtles, because I had a, a I believe so I, so. Be I had a Samurai Bunny action figure that I think might have been Usagi, to be honest with you, Who or would have been based the, on the, it. But Usagi, Usagi does
2: mean or Usagi does mean rabbit, so they could have created their own completely independent thing.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, here's the thing: is that the the comic books for um, no, they did. It is a crossover. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, aha uh-huh.
2: Look at that. You're wicked smart.
4: Well, they
3: did. So the, cr- the crossover in the comic actually was done a year ago this month. Uh-huh.
1: But, um, but did they do... Uh,
3: did there, they did, did I, sure? there was an action figure back right from the cartoon way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, the cartoon
1: is what I had. Because um, yeah. they made a new one for uh, For the, the crossover, but... I'm still a little heartbroken. My mom got rid of all my Ninja Turtle action figures, to be honest with you. I love those things. She's not.
2: Todd still has his stuffed animals. I do.
1: Nice. Did you ever make him get rid of Eeyore?
4: Nope. No, I still
2: have Eeyore. <laughs> I still
1: have Eeyore. God, I,
2: I made him put a Eeyore away. Yep, they did,
1: 89. Yeah, I had that action figure. I totally had that action figure. That's awesome. That's funny. That makes me happy. Okay, um, I'm going to descent just ever so slightly and give it an A-, minus, just because there was a couple sequences where I had a little bit of a hard time following the art because of the, just the nature of the action in it. Um, okay, then, so overall grade is Amy.
2: I would give it overall an A. I okay. enjoyed it.
1: Cool, Mr. Todd.
4: You know, A minus. Hey, I really enjoyed. I'd recommend this to anybody. It's okay.
3: great, Mr. Adam. I'm gonna go with an A. I had a blast with it. It's one that I I'm excited to go actually read more, and that's on my list for when I actually have time and money to go start picking up the rest of the trades and and follow the uh, the tale of this amazing little character.
1: Okay, um, and I'm gonna go with uh, an A minus. I think it was really fun, um, and definitely something you could recommend to some kids. I have some nieces and nephews hanging out mm-hmm. at my parents' house right now, and they might appreciate that little book so um cool well then uh before we get into recommendations we'll say uh so we'll be hopefully we'll be back next week to i can get my mm-hmm. shit together to my feces conglomerated is what i say at work which i told i said that in front of my mom and she thought that was hilarious um so if i can that's get my really feces good. conglomerated and we actually get the next episode out on time as well again i apologize feces uh, conglomerate
3: is also playing more tour.
1: they are actually that's species conglomerate oh okay conglomerate. yeah, I mean, yes. yeah it's a different one there you uh, go so, completely different, <laughs> different <thing. laughs> um so next week, we are going to be doing Animal Man The Hunt, which is written by Jeff Lemire, who, as Todd and I were discussing, is the king of being able to retcon an entire series with one line of dialogue. That's right. <laughs> so, um, Everything
4: you thought you know is wrong. Uh,
1: but, uh, so yeah, so we'll be reading that. Um, yeah, so for recommendations, uh, who wants to go first?
3: Uh, so there's a game, it's, it's, it's out on, like, uh, PC, PS4, and Switch for a while now, but I just picked it up because it was on sale. It's called I Am Setsuna. And it's an RPG kind of like, It's actually by the guys who made Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger. And if you love Chrono Trigger, back from the old SNES days, this plays exactly like that. I mean, there's even a, a move, moves ripped straight from that game. But it's really interesting because basically you're playing as these mercenaries, and you're escorting this girl Setsuna back in the medieval times uh, to be sacrificed to appease the monsters who are trying to kill everyone. So it's an instant dynamic to be like where you're kind of technically the bad guy because you're taking this young, sweet, innocent girl who you're playing as to go be
1: murdered. So when you say taking a girl to go be sacrificed, the first thing that occurs to me mm-hmm. is remember the movie of Jason and the Argonauts? Yeah. So we were watching that in school oh. in junior high, and there's a scene where they're bathing the virgin before they they they, uh, they sacrifice her, and she's topless in it. And this movie came out in the seventies or whatever. Right. But my teacher completely missed that fact, and so I had a friend, I think his name is John <laughs> Williams, actually, of all funny things, obviously goes, hey. Is that a naked woman on screen? <laughs> that's exactly John Williams right there. As
2: every educator in the room runs to the screen. Yeah, she and read his screen
1: terrified and threw for a, their life. Folder in front of it. it was way too late. We'd all seen boobies in school. It, it was a great moment of my childhood. Uh, anyway, sorry. I no, about that's it. hilarious. John was
4: a great guy. He was the kind of guy in high school. He got an A in every class and a U.
1: Yeah, and every like, class. As crazy, well. brilliant, smart. Uh-huh. But just did not give a fuck. You know what That's I mean? That's like, right. Like just he had um, he had a stepfather who had a bad toupee and gray hair on the side, gray fridge yeah. named Garth. And we had a Garth fan club because he'd come back and tell us stories about his stepdad Garth. Like it was just, one of the, and we, I remember we did a, we did like a, you know, some sort of class presentation in elementary school, and Garth showed up. We were all excited to get a look at Garth. We were like, we got we were to look stoked. at Garth. We got, we got to see Garth fans. It was great. Yeah, it was really funny. He's like, <laughs> I don't know if anybody went up just a hi Garth, nice to meet you. I'm a really big fan, but I don't think anybody did it. We were like, we were in sixth grade or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. John was a funny dude. Um, do you have a recommendation? You
4: know, I had recommended it a while ago, but it actually showed up now. Um, related note, it's called A Quick and Easy Guide to They-Them Pronouns. And it's a little graphic novel of if you're not quite sure and you're trying to become more... Open's not quite the right word, but... Woke. Woke, woke. woke.
1: yeah. Woke is the word.
4: It's of... Um, if you're people,
1: a cis white male and you want to be woke, or, and you or want cis to be white woke. female, yeah.
4: It's just this um, quick and easy little read of... Understanding pronouns. So, hi, I'm Todd, and my pronouns are him and he.
3: Yes. (laughs) Actually, what's funny is Grinder lets you do that now because Grinder actually is doing more with like trans people and stuff. Sure. So my pronoun is dude. 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 What's up, dude? I like
1: dude. Sort of like my uh, my religious beliefs on Facebook are don't be a dick. My political views on Facebook are don't be a dick. I think my (laughs) religious view says no, thank you. cool uh not starting the best amy do you have a recommendation or you uh, don't have to have
2: yeah, one yeah no okay um i'm i'm gonna go with another children's book starring a rabbit that also won Eisner awards okay. um i know but uh el defo if you're looking for a comic book series or a comic book that is appropriate to handing kids and i would give this one to even younger kids but mm-hmm. it's about a uh the author um i'm pretty sure the author had a hearing impairment growing up and so mm. uh she grew up and wrote uh Semi autobiographical story about uh, she had a hearing device that the teacher would wear, a oh, microphone yeah. too. Had yeah. a teacher
1: or a student mm-hmm. in my school who had that too.
2: So she she winds up playing this up as as her superhero power because nice. when the teacher left the room, she could always tell when the kid the teacher was going to come back and could warn the other kids. That's awesome. And it, it plays it out in a really nice, sweet, cute way. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very cool. Um, I think I've probably I've mentioned earlier on the show, but I'll recommend Cat Shit One, sort of. If you want, if you want, sort of a, a really, it's 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 very great. I mean, for the time I remember, this was it's probably, uh, it's probably at least five or six years old now. But the graphics at the time were really great. But if you want to watch Ravish just shoot guns and swear that a lot, it's it's kind of fun. Uh, so yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think that will do it for this week. So, once again, we will be back next week with Animal Man. Um, and yep. I think that's, that's it. it. So, cool. Uh, thanks, everybody. And we will talk to you later. Bye. 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 Amy didn't say anything. So that happened. Thank you for joining us for this week's
4: episode.
0: This band of Knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as FunnyBooksandFirewater. And And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksandFirewater.com for the most up to date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.